this is the podcast Powderhorn Park Presents. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Powderhorn Park Presents, a podcast about everything going on at Powderhorn Park. Today, we're going to talk about theater camp. I'm Liz, the producer of the podcast and mom to Opal and Liesel. And um, I'm Kate Norini, the director of the Powderhorn Park Theater Camp. I'm Liesel. You're an actor, right, Liesel? And you've been part of the theater camp in the past, right? Mm-hmm. In the 2019 season, is that right? Yeah. Is that right, Opal? Uh, yeah, um, I'm Opal Thompson. And uh, this year, I think that we have an age range of 7 to 14 for kids who are eligible to be part of the program. Uh, and it's the same, first and second session, the age range. So, Kate, what are the times and days and dates? Uh, we have two sessions. They run five weeks each. The first session is runs on Mondays and Tuesdays from 1 to 4 p.m. And that's from June 14th to July 13th. And the second session runs Mondays and Tuesdays from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And that's from July 19th to August 17th. Do you know what, what play you'll be doing? Yes, we have some really exciting ideas with that. Um, we're going to kind of combine the things with that we used to do in the two sessions and do them both in one session because of our new format with the podcasts. Um, so we do have a script, and that is a script that was written by our friend Mr. Levine, who's done a number of scripts for us before. And it's based on The War of the Worlds, which was, uh, you probably have heard about it, there's been a movie and so on, but it was a very famous episode in radio history. And since we're gonna be doing podcasts, that should work really well for us, because at the time it was first broadcast on the radio. It's based on a book that was written way back in the 1800s. But the radio script by Orson Welles convinced people who were listening that the earth was really being invaded by Martians. So there's all kinds of fun characters and Martians and so on. And we will be doing a few scenes from that, depending on how much will fit into our podcast time. We also are asking kids, as we have normally done in the second session, to write scripts, either short sketches or longer plays, based on their own ideas, and we will definitely be doing anything that any of you guys write. So even if kids who are interested in the program want to get started early and bring something in, that's great. And if they can't do that, we have access to the computer center at the park, and we'll be able to work on the scripts there, and then we will uh, cast the show, as we have done in the past, from the students in the class, playing all of the parts, and we'll record those for the podcast. Just to back up one step, so at the end of each session, there's going to be a podcast recorded instead of a live performance this year? That's right. That's the best way that we could come up with, and we were really lucky to have access to this podcast in order to keep everybody safe. And there will be the advantage that that will expand the number of people who will actually be able to experience your performances because the podcast will exist for everybody to share with their family and friends and teachers and everybody else. Sounds really cool. Girls, do you like to listen to podcasts? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever listened to any podcasts that were like a play? Yeah, there is one like six minutes. It's like 
this sci-fi thing. Oh, sci-fi, how timely. That's right. With the War of the Worlds play, that sounds pretty exciting. Do you guys like things that are about aliens? Yeah, definitely. I should say we have plenty of room for that, but it is not necessary for that to be a theme. If other people write about different things, that'll be fun too. Uh, which park will it be at? It will be at Powderhorn Park, at the Powderhorn Park Community Center, as it has been before. We just got a flyer from Powderhorn Park about their summer programs, and theater camp wasn't on there yet. It, I know that it is on the website. It's on the website, okay. It's possible to go to the ActiveNet website and get more information about it and register for the program. It's possible to register for the program on the Minneapolis Parks website, ActiveNet program. It's also possible to call Powderhorn Park in the afternoon. I'm not sure which hours they're open right now, but you can call directly at 612-370-4960 and just register over the phone. And I should say registration is open, and we do have a limited enrollment this year, so it's important to register as soon as possible. Opal and Liesel, what do you remember about theater camp from last year? I remember that what parts people had and stuff like that. So what part did you play, Opal? Uh, the scarecrow. Mm -hmm. And Lisa, you played the sawhorse? As I thought I remember. That was such an interesting character. Yeah, the sawhorse had some pretty funny lines. Do you remember the line where people laughed the most? Can well, you? there was like that one, like, when that was like a song, when there was... It was a I song? Yeah, I can't remember what part it was, but it was really funny. <laughs> What was the line about politicians? Yeah, that one. I forgot that one. Yeah, people walked a lot of them. You had such good delivery, too. Even outside, we could hear that line. So did you, Opal. We, that group had some nice big voices. It'll be interesting this year working with microphones instead of outside trying to yell over the airplanes. Will there be, like, enough microphones for everyone? I think so. Our plan is that, we, of course, we won't have like the entire group standing in front of the microphones all the time. We'll be able to move people in and out depending on how many characters there are. Sort of like when we performed outside and some remember some people, like Astrid played multiple characters, I think more than one. And then there was all that running around and changing costumes and stuff. And it's a little easier actually to do that on the radio or on a podcast because all you have to do is change your voice, your delivery. We worked on things like that last year with weight and volume and things that can make our voices sound different. I, I remember that Hugo played TikTok and he had a very interesting delivery for that mechanical man. Yeah. That's right, he sounded kind of like a robot, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> So it actually gives us a lot of flexibility um, in terms of how many people you could write into your play, how many characters there were going to be, because maybe one of your friends could play two or three different characters. Yeah, because there wouldn't be costumes you would have to change into, so you right. could just change your voice. Right, we don't have to worry about the timing on that. We don't have to worry about trying to make someone look like a 17-foot-tall monster or whatever, although we've done that and it's been fun. Yeah, that is a fun part of it, and maybe next summer... We're hoping yeah. maybe back to a little bit more like our old format, but maybe also keep the podcast. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I like to have that version available just because people can tune in in case 
maybe it's a grandparent that doesn't live in town uh -huh. or can't make it to the performance. And maybe you guys, the participants, will want to listen to it to see what it sounds like. That'll be different too, because usually we're all mm -hmm. engrossed in our performing our own performance, and we don't really know what we sound like. Yeah, if it's a podcast, you can hear what you say, and you can hear how it went. And if it's a podcast, you don't need to memorize your lines as much. We will be able to have scripts as necessary, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we do it. The important thing is that everybody will be comfortable with, their, with what they're doing, but that pressure is off of us, which is good because we also only have two days a week this year, and that's a shorter time than we've had in the past. But without all the costumes and things to make, we, we should be able to do that without any trouble. It sounds like you'll really be able to concentrate on how you're saying your lines. We're going to work with character voices and sound effects and a lot of things that we don't usually use quite as much, maybe. You guys like to watch a lot of animated shows, right? So have you ever imagined the voices of the animated characters? Are people in studios with microphones and headphones kind of like this, saying the lines, and then they add that to the animation? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, they could be reading off a script if they wanted to. They wouldn't have to memorize their lines. Yeah, they probably don't have to memorize it. If they're playing one, more than one character, they just have to remember which voice they're using, especially this is also an opportunity where you can actually play two characters who talk to each other in the same scene. That would be really cool if like, you talk to yourself, but like, Mm -hmm. But you would be like different people. I also wanted to point out that we're going to have a visual arts component to this class, which we've always had with the costuming and props building and sets building, because we're going to try to create posters and graphic novels to go along with the original work that the students come up with. So we're, we're building time into the program for that and people who want to do that. We've in the past, we've always had a lot of really talented artists and people who do a good job of getting their ideas across by storyboarding them. And sometimes that works really well for people. Yeah, I just thought of another idea. If we can find somebody who's good at making videos, they could take our audio recording and take the artwork that's made and put them together. It wouldn't be exactly an animation, but sometimes YouTube videos just have like one picture. This could have like a series of pictures. And that would be great. Yeah, it's, it's cool to get things onto YouTube because not everyone knows how to listen to a podcast, but it seems like everyone knows how to watch a video on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's pretty common. And you just like click a video, it's not really... A podcast, you have to find a podcast, mm -hmm. you have to like play. Yeah, you need to have an app on your phone, mm -hmm. usually. Or, I mean, you can uh, listen to podcasts on the internet, but you have to know the link to it. To listen to them on your phone, you need to download an app. One cool thing about podcasts is that there's so many good ones that are totally free. Like Astrid, she had no idea a podcast was even a thing, and now she's recording a podcast. <laughs> I hope a lot more of that will come from this class as we mm -hmm. get a chance to use different technology, do things in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a very exciting year for theater camp. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to being back at the park with all of my friends and 
trying out some new things and figuring out which old things we can still do and looking forward to everything everyone writes and every idea that everybody comes in with. Yeah, we've been doing some things at the park. Liesl, what class are you taking right now at the park? Ooh. And that's a fun class. It's at Thursdays at 6.30. And Opal, we've been doing just other things in the park during class. Like, what have we done? Well, we went thistle hunting because we're, like, raising a caterpillar. And it's not a monarch, so we have to find thistle. And we, like, had to go along the lake, so uh, into the area where the geese were. <laughs> and they hissed at us. And we saw goslings. Did you see a lot of birds down at the park? I have heard that because of the less air traffic for a while and other changes in the environment that there's a lot of birds this year. Of course, we do get an interesting array of birds down at Park Lake. A lot of geese. A lot of geese around there. I saw some herrings the other day. Yeah, didn't you guys see a herring over there? Mm-hmm. We saw, yeah, when we were uh, playing frisbee. We saw a big heron fly over us and land. Also the first time when me and Dad were there, we saw a heron in the water. They're exciting birds to see. And my favorite bird that I like to see at Powderhorn Lake is a wood duck. And we saw, was it five wood ducks? Six. Six <gasps> wood ducks when we were at the park on Thursday. So that was really cool. And what did we see in that shallow water? Do you remember that, Turtle? Opal? Didn't see turtles. Was it those shells? Yeah, there were a ton of shells in this shallow water. What do you think was inside them? I don't know, some kind of slug thing. It was more like a slimy, slug-like looking thing. Yeah, we saw a lot of cool wildlife, and we got hissed at by the geese. I feel like they kind of, they definitely feel like they're the owners of the park. We've actually in the past, with outdoor performances, had whole groups of geese come running right through the middle of the performance a couple of times. They weren't afraid of us. We were walking right next to the lake. There's a sidewalk that I think usually gets flooded, but it's not flooded yet. And there was a geese walking straight towards us. And then like we moved to the side a little bit and then it just hissed at us. <laughs> so we were definitely invading its territory and it was trying to chase us away. Mm -hmm. And what did the goslings look like? They were really bright yellow and they had like and there was a couple parents guarding them. They were behind a picnic table and you could see the little uh, geese's head pop up, look at us, hiss, and then <laughs> pop down again. So it was pretty fun. There were also people at the park. They're fun too. I don't think there's much better place to be than at Potterhorn in the springtime. I know you guys were doing a lot of rolling down a hill last week. What was that like? I don't think Opal was like. What was your experience like, Opal? Dizzy. <laughs> mm -hmm. You got dizzy afterwards. Really dizzy. Yeah, if you roll down a hill too fast too many times, you can get almost permanent dizziness. How long did your dizziness last? Like an hour? Yeah, it was pretty long. Maybe you should do like a play where it involves geese running through the scene. So then like if the geese came running through, mm -hmm. it would be like part of the play. Usually what we've done, now this summer, I don't know if by the end of the summer we might be able to do a little something outside, but right now it's not in the plans, but normally we're outside. And we've always had to come up with creative ways to deal with 
things that were going on in the environment. Maybe we did this with the others, I don't remember, but with the Oz players, we would pretend when the planes were flying over that flying monkeys were going over and then we'd have to freeze and because you can't hear people speaking when the planes are going over. Yeah, I, I don't think 2019 was a very bad year for air traffic. I don't remember having to stop a lot. And we weren't in the area that's really controlled by the geese as much as some of them are. <laughs> performances all over the park. How long have you been doing theater camp? Well, if you count the time that we were up at Wilder School before we came down to the park building, somewhere around 30 years. Wow. That's a pretty long time. It's a, it gets a little sketchy when I think back to the early years and when were we actually in the park and when we were up at the school because even when we were there, we came down to the park a lot. And it's a great place. It's a great place to be. Some kids that were in theater camp are totally grown up now. Some kids who were in theater camp have kids who have been in theater camp. Last summer, or 2019 summer, you guys were at theater camp with Ayotzin and Benito and Lila, and their mom and their uncles were in theater camp as students, and there are a couple of other kids as well. Um, have you ever done theater camp like on the lake or at the island? No, we've always talked about that, and we've been part of some things with Heart of the Beast and other programs in the wintertime when we could walk on the ice. Well, it would be very difficult to actually do a performance on the island because there's not actually a lot of earth there. It's mostly roots and big holes full of water that you can step through. And so we, we haven't actually done a performance on the island. Yeah, the island is fun to explore in the winter, isn't it? That's the time to go there. Do you remember this one time we went there last winter, girls? We just went to the park just to hang out, and what was going on on the island? There's like a party. There's like a party there. Really? Yeah, there was like, people were like, had like music on, and there was like food, I think, and they were just mm -hmm. dancing around. Also on the island, there won't be a lot of room to like, for the audience to sit and there'd be like the audience and then the performance on the other. That's and right. The island's not that big. It's, that's really something that we always have to think of. And again, this year it's going to be interesting because we don't have to think about where will the audience fit. Because mm -hmm. there's not really going to be an audience. Not at the time that we're recording it, at mm -hmm. least. Um, where will we record it when? Well, I believe we're recording it at the park in the sound studio, right? I think so. There's a really cool sound studio in the park building. It's like down in the basement. So I think that's where it will be recorded. Does anyone have any other things to add about theater camp? It seems like an awfully long time since we were able to get together and do a show, doesn't it? It was like two years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were pretty disappointed last summer that theater camp was canceled. We were all ready to sign up. We were all keeping our fingers crossed, but the park board and the park director are doing their very best to keep things safe there. And so 
I'm glad that we waited for this year and that we're going to be able to do it this year. Me too. Kate, do you want to say the details one more time? I certainly will. Audehorn Theater Arts, and I think it says on the listing, uh, Theater Arts Goes Digital is what oh. you're looking for, the title you're looking for. And session one, Monday and Tuesday afternoons from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., June 14th to July 13th, and session two, Monday and Tuesday afternoons from 1 to 4 p.m., July 19th to August 17th. And again, you can register online with Minneapolis Parks, or you can call Powderhorn Park at 612-370-4960. And do you know how much theater camp costs per kid? Um, I believe there's a, a scale, and I think it depends upon whether you actually live in the particular park district. And I think the cost for a session is starts at $100. That's very reasonable for a camp. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you very much. It's been wonderful to have this chance, and I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody at the park this summer. So are we. Thanks for listening to the very first episode of Powderhorn Park Presents. Presents.